Today's episode is sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based, results-driven skincare line. mentality. My name is Camera, And my name is Light. Today we have a wonderful topic about trauma, growing up with it, and kind of conquering it. And we have a wonderful Kat on today to talk about her company and her experience. Hi, I'm Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kat. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, yes. Kat. <laughs> Thank you. Well, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself and the company you have, because I, I really like it. I own One Heart Coffee. I started it about last year. It's a subscription box business that helps get animals adopted, overlook dogs. While doing that, we empower women through self-care. So it's a subscription box with self-care and a portion goes back to proceeds. I'm really passionate about it because I used to run a rescue and there was a lot of dogs that were going overlooked. People didn't know they were up for adoption, certain breeds. If they're a certain age, they stay in rescue for a really long time. So I wanted to network them in a different way and put them in the boxes and ship them to people's homes and get everyone involved to take photos, tag the dogs and get them adopted. It's been going good a lot. Most of the dogs have gotten adopted Yay. so far. That makes me happy. So <laughs> That's a good way to start off the day. <laughs> they dogs are adopted. Dogs got a home. Yes. So we work with different rescues every month to help these dogs, donate a portion back, but also I want to help empower women through the process. So I started putting self-care self-love in the box. So it, we have products that help you mentally and physically because self-care is not just a box of products as yeah. it's a lot of what's going on in our head, our mind. So it's just something I grew up with and I've been on the healing journey and throughout this journey, I decided I needed to help other women as well as the animals. That's wonderful. As it's far as what's inside the box, can you describe some of the things that are inside the box when it's you when you get it? Different every month, mm -hmm. but you get a bag of our coffee which has the adoptable dog on it. Is it a different type of coffee every month or is it's it the, the same, same coffee, coffee mm -hmm. right now as we grow, but as nice. we get bigger, it might be yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> different so buy, types. buy the boxes. Yes. <laughs> until you, one day. And then we'll, then we'll have dozens and dozens, dozens of, of choices. <laughs> and then every month it's different. I will say for our May box, mm -hmm. you get you got a cream and it's natural, vegan, cruelty free. You got a face cream. You got a soap with a crystal in it. With the rose, self-love, affirmations. Oh yeah, I saw a picture of that. That looked oh, like it smells beautiful. <laughs> <sighs> dreamy but <laughs> and then uh, there was a candle also with the Royce Quartz crystal to bring out that energy and vibe when you light it up we had a face steam healing face steam and I think that was it for me but that's it's a lot that's a lot in the box. Amount. yeah and full size guys full size <laughs> no samples <laughs> Not these tiny little packets. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my word. That, the, oh, that sounds like scary. And all the products are women-run business. Ooh. So oh, that's that's an uh, amazing detail. Yes, that's awesome. Yes. So everything in the boxes are women-run because we want to empower you guys, the women who are building these businesses. So and the dogs. <laughs> and the dogs. And the dogs. <laughs> so as far as you said, dogs are included. <laughs> um, what necessarily did you mean by it? Like, is there a kind of a plaque or something inside of like a dog that you take care of? Or how does that work? Um, well, our coffee bag, every mm -hmm. label has an adoptable dog on it mm -hmm. and the rescue they're from. So if someone's interested in adopting, they can reach out to the rescue oh, and they wonderful. can post, tag. So it's a way of... Not only helping the dogs, but getting also the rescues out so mm -hmm. people can be familiar with them. That's awesome. That's when great. I was younger, uh, back my freshman year of college, I believe. I can't believe that was when I was younger. <laughs> oh, I just dated myself. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> 30 years ago. 
was uh, not that long ago. <laughs> I, I, I helped like walk dogs and take care of dogs at a rescue. And it was such a wonderful thing to do. And you're just surrounded by all of these wonderful puppies and uh, people like uh, the people that were there were so passionate about it. And, you know, they would be there pretty much all of their spare time just taking care of these dogs. And that's such a, a wonderful thing for you to uh, continue on and like give them a home and such like that. Yes. Dogs saved my life. <laughs> like going through the stuff I went through, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I would have gotten through it without my dogs. Mm-hmm. They're all rescues. I have four. Uh, what, what are their names? Buzz, Woody, Buzz Lightyear, Woody, <laughs> uh, Mr. Waffles, and Coco. <laughs> okay, so two, sto- two Toy Story references. Yes. I love it. That's I'm a cute. crazy Disney person. I just came back from <laughs> Disneyland, so I was like, and I know those immediately. <laughs> well, you've got a, a really big Disney fan right Yes. Here. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> we'll get sure. along, best friends. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> best friends. Disney can unite sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. What breeds are they? One is a lab mix, two are chihuahuas, and one is a min pin mix. Uh, a what? A min pin mix. A min- I don't know if I know what that is. Min pin? pin? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll have to show you. Yeah, pictures. I'll have to see a picture. I have a few. <laughs> I have a few. Before we, we go on, we should probably talk about the tea of the day. Yes. Yeah. The tea, Sorry. Just We started talking about dogs. <laughs> today, we are drinking tea from Tea Spectral. The tea that we're having today is Daydreamer, which has passion fruit and lavender. And that is the tea we are having today. It's my favorite tea. It's your favorite. <laughs> I forgot. But yeah, this yeah, is this my favorite. Is my favorite. <laughs> Cheersing. Cheersing. We're doing this. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, we haven't cheers every time. No, no, it's it's a new thing. We're, we're, we're adding the it's cheers. It's become a tradition. Welcome <laughs> to the tradition. Cheers. And now let's talk. Yep. <laughs> so you're really passionate about women's health and kind of how, how dogs can be very therapeutic and kind of give back to mental health. What, what has been kind of your journey with that? Growing up, I grew up in a household where I had a lot of trauma, <laughs> mental, physical abuse. I would go to school. I was severely bullied. So throughout my life, I started doing that to myself, even when those bullies went away. I was very mean to myself in my head, and it led to a battle of depression, anxiety. I didn't know it at the time what it was, and then I started to really get into my journey of healing. It's been like a little over a year, and I started to really take notice of the things that were affecting me, that happened in my past, that I was still letting control me today. And as I started to heal those areas and shift my mindset, I realized that I was still living in my past and people were that were not around anymore were still controlling me in my head. So I started to heal those areas and I'm in such a better place today. So I wanna, I know a lot of people are still going through that and I just wanna be a voice because I know sometimes people don't talk about it, they feel ashamed of their stories and I want women to know, and not only women, everyone, that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And you know, so I think it's such an important topic to talk about and bring awareness to. Yeah, I think even when when trauma is over with, you get so used to the comfort of yes. trauma, even though it's not comforting. It's just yes. it's, it's when it's comfort, a cycle yes. that is a just a pattern. You you get used to that pattern, so you can keep it up in your own mind just to keep sane. Yes, because it's just you've lived it for so long. It's what you it's, know. It's it's in your body, your cells. So if you're not aware of what's going on, then you can't really heal it. But once you become more aware of why I'm getting triggered, why these things are affecting me to this point, you can kind of like start working through it. And then I mean, it still pops up every now and then. We're human. Away. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it doesn't just it's go your away. Story. It's not like it didn't happen. Yeah, it, yeah, like it's your story, but you just learn how to like get through it quicker or like in a different way. When did you start realizing that there was that you had to break a pattern and that you wanted to start self-care? You know, like I'm a spiritual person. I wasn't before I started my journey. When, when, did, that, when did that transition happen? I want to know that. Um, I used to work at this job that I hated. And one day something kept saying in my mind, like, you got to quit and get out of here. Like, this is toxic. So I was so scared. I was like, I, like this is my income. I don't know what I'm doing. But I want I had this idea to start this business. I really wanted to help these dogs. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And something like after I made that decision, 
things started just falling into my lap and I started getting guided like here do this program do this workshop work with this person and I didn't I wasn't aware of it until I started to really understand it and get deeper and deeper into it and throughout the whole journey I started manifesting things getting things that I was like what <laughs> and you know as I started getting more and more aware and into my journey it just I was guided like that's all I can really <laughs> say you were guided did you find yourself going to like church and such like that to, or is it I'm not a, religious just yeah. more spiritual mm-hmm. universe, just kind of the energy yeah, of the universe energy mm-hmm. vibes so no church but just like programs and things fell into my lap people fell into my lap that really helped me on this path of getting me through what I was going through yeah how did you find that that would that it was the guiding force that you felt like really helped you through it and continued you forward and as I started to do things it made me feel better mm-hmm. and I was like oh I need to keep doing this like I need to and let me tell you it was not easy yeah. <laughs> it was not an easy journey it was painful but I needed to like feel all those things so I can finally release the things that were in my body that were holding me back. So I started talking about it. I started talk about it. (laughs) It's so important, don't hold it in. It has power when we hold it in. So I started talking about it and sharing it with people who could help me. And as I started to do that, it started like kind of like releasing and started like a effect. When you're speaking about programs, were they programs that like helped you through it or were they just uh, like what type of programs are those? Yes. Programs that help me through it, that help you see blocks Mm. or things that you're not aware of that is like subconsciously you're making decisions off of things that happened. Mm-hmm. Like those programs helped you see those? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. What, yes. what Describe how the process worked. Um, well, there is one program in I'm in actually doing the third part right now. It was just like people there that supported you and called out the things that were not serving you. And then you, my main thing was when I started to talk it talk about what happened. I had never talked about it before. I never told my friends like... I was ashamed of the things I'd gone through. And once I started to talk about it, it started to like release and I started getting lighter and lighter. So these programs helped me talk about it. I had support around Mm -hmm. it and I started to realize like, oh, these are the blocks why I'm continuing to react this way. Would it be, if if you are comfortable, would you be able to tell us some of the the stories of things that you you went through? And like for people who are listening, if they've gone through similar things or they don't really understand if they've gone through trauma so that they can kind of connect with it? Um, Well, I did grow up in a household where I was physically abused. Mm -hmm. Um, I went through beatings and this last started when I was at five and it went on for a few years. It kind of like blocked my light. I started to be scared of showing who I was because I would go to school and get bullied and then I would kind of come home and I just... There wasn't really a safe space. And I started doing it to myself. So I did not feel safe in my own skin. I didn't feel safe anywhere. Yeah. So it was like a a battle. That's hard when you don't have a place that you can just go. It's like you don't feel safe in yourself. You don't feel safe at school. You don't feel safe at home. That kind of just builds onto this life of just being regular of, oh, unsafe is my life. And that's that's what's comfortable, which can be hard to break. Yes, yes. Growing up, I was I was bullied as well a lot. There was yeah, a see. point in time uh, where I think it was, was it seventh grade? Yeah, it was seventh grade. Uh, seventh grade, there was this uh, game that we used to play. I think it was called Butts Up. <laughs> and it was, it was a game where we had a tennis ball and we had to like throw it at a wall. And if you missed the wall, there was like, I don't know, 30 kids or something playing this. If you missed the wall, basically the object of the game was that everyone would like punch you until you got to the wall. And I, yeah, (laughs) and I didn't want to play it, but someone threw the ball at me. And so I caught it and they're like, well, now you have the ball. You have to like throw it at the wall. And I was really, really far away from the wall. And so I threw it as hard as I could and I missed the wall. And next thing I knew, I had like 30 kids all like pummeling me as I was like running, trying to get to this wall. And then I ended up running all the way out of the school and home. And I lived like miles away and a lot of them chased me. Yeah, bullying isn't fun. No, it's not. Yeah. No, I think that there's like, there's so many different sides of bullying. There's bullying from the male perspective. There's bullying from the female perspective, which 
can be two different things, different sections of bullying from adult bullying to childhood bullying. I mean, I, I dealt with it in in elementary school a little bit as well as middle school was the worst. I Middle school is just oh, always Oh, middle worst. school, if you had a good time in middle school, you're, then that's your highlight. You don't get anything else. You, I'm that's sorry. It. That's it. Just, <laughs> no. How you, dare you? <laughs> no, because you got to go through some of the hardships. I mean, I ended up moving schools because I felt so alone and like everyone just eventually leaves. And that's kind of the cycle I went through. Was like, well, elementary school, middle school, high school, I've gone through the cycle of someone telling me I'm not good enough and I don't belong here. And that's kind of how I've always kind of perceived is this cycle of, and I think within being bullied and no matter what level it is, in your level, I can't even imagine going through and not having a place to call home or be safe. Mm-hmm. It, to break that pattern and find your own worth is the hardest thing. And I went through something similar too in eighth grade middle school. I got so bullied in Dang middle it, school. Middle school. <laughs> Jerks. <Yeah. laughs> Shouldn't even exist. Just go to sixth to ninth. <laughs> uh, Homeschool your kids at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Just pull them out for two years. Yeah, like they had groups in middle school. Like if you were this culture, you hang out only with your people. Oh and God. I hated that stuff because I was never that person. Uh, those So I never really belonged anywhere. And then it got to a point where I was getting into fights constantly because I was scared of being in school and I felt like I had to defend myself. So there was a time where I was just getting into fights and it was not a good time for me. It was not a good time in my life. I had to move schools because I couldn't do it anymore and Mm -hmm. and the stuff going on in your mind no matter where you go like it's still there oh yeah that that comes with you yeah Yeah, it goes with you so i mean school was not a great time for me (laughs) did it stay roughly the same like also throughout high school and such like that too like after middle school i i felt like i distanced myself a lot from people Mm. like throughout my whole life i like i learned to just do things on my own because i felt like i couldn't trust people Mm And so throughout my whole life, I didn't let people into my life. I would have like, oh, yeah. And I would just kind of keep them at a distance because I was so scared of getting hurt. And I, after I started to work through these things, I realized like that was not serving me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been a cycle. It, do- it does make it difficult because it's, yeah. you, you were almost trained from a young age to not trust people yes. and not want to associate with people. But that certainly doesn't help you in the long run no. as yeah. far as in your life because y- you have to interact with people. I mean, you don't have to, I guess. Well, but, like, there event- helps. Yeah, you, you, you have to even minimally. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, introverts. You have to even minimally. There's someone saying they're like, no, <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> no. But what I want to know is, was there, do you have memories of, of places or things that you did go to or, or or kind of havens, even if it was the smallest thing when you were in high school or in middle school or n- in your younger days that was helpful? Or if, if there had been something, what, like for people listening who maybe might be younger or have people that are younger? Like in middle have, school, let's say. Yeah, middle school. <laughs> middle school or high school. Like what, what would have been kind of a good thing to have or even just yourself? Honestly, it would mainly when I would ro- lock myself in my room and that's where my love of animals come because mm-hmm. I had my dogs. How many dogs did you have at the time? We had, I think, two or three in the house, mm-hmm. but one was mine. <laughs> my little baby. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> he was not mine. They just pick up on your energy. They know when you're like you need them and they just helped me through a lot of tough days mm-hmm. and you know, like now that I look back at it, I kind of appreciate the things I went through because it made me who I am today. And my love of animals and my need to help people came from it. So that's why I'm so passionate about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was one of my safe havens was my dog. Yeah. My dog, her name was Jenny. <laughs> she was a sweetheart. And uh, yeah, they, they just have such this amazing way of, of picking up on your energy animals, especially dogs, yep. um, of just kind of, you know, being there, matching your energy if you're like really excited, but also just being there and cuddling with you yes. if you're like not feeling good. And she was definitely my best friend for quite a few years because I didn't have any friends either. And, you know, just hanging out with my dog and, you know, 
Um, another safe haven for me was video games, <laughs> which is, you know, part of that's the business that I'm in now. And that's something that really helped me out was video games, was having that world that I felt like I could be me and I could be nerdy and I could be whoever I wanted to be in that world. What about you, Cameron? Oh, for me, it was definitely movies, anim- animated movies at the time. I was very much anime. In- yeah, actually, How anime I not too. Learned that. <laughs> I, I had my anime phase, like all of us do, but mine did. Whoa! Kind excuse of me. End. It's not a phase; it's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> my anime phase was from when I was like a ten to sixteen. That it's kind from of like ten to now for me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I wish Long I had, I had stuck with it, but no. And also, I, I think that I was really into Hayao Miyazaki at the time. I feel like having escapism in film and also I, I'll admit this, this is something weird I used to do and I, I forced myself to stop because I thought it was so weird. I was the kind of person who when I went home, if I wanted to just have a safe space to just kind of go through my mind, I did this from when I was a child. I would take a random object, usually like a stapler, a water bottle, a, I don't know what, it didn't matter really what it was as long as it just was an object that I liked at the time. And I would sit in a corner and I would just move the object around. And in my head, I would be creating a story. I, I kind of would speak to myself. So weird. Oh, gosh. It's not weird. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it was the weirdest thing. Like, I was addicted to coming up with stories while just kind of like, it was like I was kind of being possessed by the object. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> going on usually i would kind of add on to like either a tv show or something for a while it was pokemon i would create these stories about pokemon or or some kind of show gotta catch all the staples (laughs) (laughs) that stapler had nothing to do with the story it was never the object it just kind of was like my facilitator i don't know how it worked but i just would move the object around it in my head i would just kind of say some words and i would do that for like an hour and it was so therapeutic for me to just Hmm. be inside my head and not be in like in the real world. Mm. So that was kind of how I process. I think I, that's how I processed life. And I didn't realize that that's me processing. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know kids just in general, uh, like puppet shows and things like that. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of kids mm. do that is step into other people's shoes and such like that, especially if they're not happy with the shoes they're in currently. You described bullying. So it was, it was physical bullying for the most part in middle school and such. At school, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, well, mental, like, mm-hmm. I got picked apart. Like, my body, how I looked, mm-hmm. everything. Everything was picked apart. So as I grew up, I started picking myself apart. Like, I, I <laughs> probably the meanest to myself than anyone. Really. Being a woman's hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> even, even if people aren't necessarily saying it to you, because it's been said in the films and we see this yes. in media and we see that from we, we if we see our friend get bullied for a certain thing or if, if we do get bullied for a certain thing then it never leaves like you you remember that one thing if you are even ever bullied for one thing it will kind of hold on and you'll always think like is that actually true is that something that I should be thinking about it myself or how I don't know I feel like especially with women it's very a physical kind of am I good enough on the outside to be good enough on the inside. And it's, it's terrible because in marketing campaigns, basically all throughout the Western worlds, I mean, it's even subtly basically saying you'll never be good enough because it's oh, yeah. every poster is Photoshopped to perfection and every, you know, trailer and movie and stuff is, you know, Photoshopped or edited to perfection. It's just like, you're seeing that as a person and you're like, I can achieve that because that person's that. But like you can't achieve (laughs) it. It's physically impossible to achieve it. So it's (laughs) even subconsciously and subtly, you know, in the news and the media and all of that stuff of just constantly feeling like you can't achieve what's, you know, what's being shown to you. It's it's terrible. I definitely agree. And we pick up even if we don't know it, we're picking up things subconsciously. So when we, it, it stays in our mind, and if we're not, like, aware of it, it definitely, like, affects how we're making choices and all those things. So it's, we have to, like, be aware of that. Yeah. yeah absolutely. What are some ways that you find yourself helping yourself now, getting through kind of the processing the things in the past? Um, I'm at a really good point now where I know where my triggers come from. I know why I'm reacting to thing to things. So I really like when something happens, there might be a time where I shut down and I get really triggered. 
but then I look back at it as to why am I being triggered and where is this really coming from? So I'm able to kind of like assess it now. I'm at I'm at a good point where I can see my triggers and I know why I'm reacting. Certain can you triggers. describe some of those triggers, like some of those things that you find? Uh, growing up, I was kind of like controlled. Mm-hmm. So if I, someone says something to me, that's kind of like, I feel like you're telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Like I immediately like, shut down over it. I'm like oh you're not gonna tell me what to do mm-hmm. and it's just a trigger from like when I was growing up and I was like so controlled so now I'm more of aware of it so I get to decide how I'm gonna react to it in a different way or there's times where I might get triggered and it might take a, a, a day to process it so yeah. it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. How do you find yourself reacting now if that's the if that were to happen, is it like you taking a step back and like taking deep breath or how does that it, for you? It does depend on the situation and mm. how I'm triggered I am in a, in the moment. But the other day I got triggered over something and I went back to how I used to react to things, which was me going in my room, hiding, shutting the whole world off. Mm. But I realized that's not working. And I actually come back quicker now than I used to after doing all the work. Mm-hmm. So now I reach out to my support system. I have a support system that really helps me. We all need support system because there is we're human and there's times where things are going to trigger yeah. or we're going to get back to that moment. And I reached out to my support system and they also helped me assess it. I'm very aware of my triggers, so I help assess it on my own. So it all it all helps having that. Today's episode is sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based, results-driven skincare line. Osea puts your health and the health of our planet first with potent skincare solutions that are pure, safe, and effective. Formulated with all skin concerns in mind, Osea makes products infused with sustainability-sourced, organic, Patagonian seaweed, and active botanicals. Nutrient and mineral-rich bioavailable base allows products to easily absorb into the skin and effectively target multiple skin concerns. Osea can help relieve and illuminate your natural radiance, whether you're looking for hydration, oil balancing, anti-aging, or blemish solutions. Every product is sustainably packaged, non-toxic, cruelty-free, vegan, and made with love in California. I love Osea because as a person with rosacea and sensitive skin, it's really great to be able to use products that are natural and not going to be toxic and be harming your skin. I've used so many products in the past that it's not good to my skin. It would make me break out so much in products like that. Like was- sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Not sandpaper, no. But the products like Osea's and their mists and their oils just are so good to your skin. And I'm just so excited to be able to work with such a great company and be able to use such wonderful products that will help my rosacea and is just really good to my skin and very natural. And as an environmental and eco-activist, I am very happy that they have basically sustainably packaged materials too. So please check out Osea and their wonderful products. And now back to the show. Ooh. Use code MENTALITY at checkout for free travel size item of your choice with purchase of $40 or more. Be sure to add travel size to cart when you check out. Thanks, Osea. We love your skincare. How did you find your support system? Through my workshops. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As far as support system, is it just people that you can call and like just like through your workshops, is it like friends that you can call up? Is that what you mean by that? Yes, but they also also do the work, so mm-hmm. they're aware of this work. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you're calling a friend who is also not aware of maybe they're, what they're going through, it might not help you, but my friends, they see like why I'm reacting and they can help me break it down and bring me back. Do you lock yourself in your room and such like that? Is that, do you eventually, is that when you reach out to your support system sometimes too, is when you're... It depends, like, how long I... Sometimes I'm like, I need a minute Mm -hmm. to cry this out and process it on my own. And then once I feel like, okay, I'm ready to, like, reach out. But now I do reach out quicker than I used to before. I just was like, nope, not interested. Leave me alone. I want nothing to do with the world. (laughs) But as I've been healing, I'm like, no, I do enjoy my friends. I do want to go hang out with people. It's not just me and my dogs all the time. (laughs) Even though I love... To be home the with dogs them are and cuddle, <laughs> but sometimes I do need my friends and to go out and do things. Yeah, yeah. no, you, and there's a balance. Yes. sometimes you need to process on yes. your own. And yes, sometimes if you you need to be around people and reflect off of them, or even be just distracted. Yes, 
And I think in having a good support yes. system, it's hard to find. Yes. I'm thankful for the people that I've, I've found throughout my life because for a while I didn't know if I was ever going to have a best friend and having one that for so long was like long distance and now is like just always there if I need her is really wonderful. So Yes, it's so important. And I always tell people do what feels right for you in the moment because it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to like... I know I do this sometimes, and I know people do it where they feel guilty that, oh, I've been working on this. Why am I still, like, reacting to this? But we're all human, <laughs> so it is going to pop up every so often. So don't feel guilty and just do what feels right for you. I think it's about finding the avenues and, and yes. doing the work for yourself and realizing yes. that just because one thing worked for someone else's yes. trauma experience, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You have to look within and also find a good support system do workshops, go out, go volunteer, find what connects with Hang you. Hang out with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> or, or cats or yeah. like, you know, animals are great. <laughs> I actually have a group for like our three months, six month prepaid subscribers where I do like mindset coaching with them and then they have each other. So if something's mm. going on, they can come in there and it's support for everyone. That's been going really good. So now I'm launching where I'm going to do like one-on-one -on -one mindset coaching as well. But I just think whatever it looks like for you, get the support. As far as uh, mindset coaching, what does that necessarily mean? Um, well, I'm very good at seeing in between people's words. I'm very intuitive. So I help them work through the blocks they have to kind of help figure it out and heal mm -hmm. so they can work through what they're going through talk to me and then we work like why are you reacting this way what are the blocks that are keeping you from the things you want yeah I that was something that I really struggled with was finding a support system and I still feel like there's some work to be done there as well you know because it's it's not fair to just be like yeah I have friends I have a support system because not <laughs> not everyone is great at that, you know, and that's no offense to anybody <laughs> at all. But like, you know, there's some people who are just not naturally like kind of that intuitive, you know, but I, I know that's also something I struggled with, with just talking to people, because I always thought that that was annoying people. Well, you got to find yeah. the people who don't stifle you, who don't yes. mm -hmm. like lower you for yes. having these emotions and such. And also, like I the friends that I've kind of gathered from networking and from just friend groups and also like building the friendships I have now that I'm so happy to have that 10 years ago I would have never expected to have. There is still friends where I'm like, okay, I'm also not as close with this friend and I don't know their intuitive level. So they're probably going to be the fun friend or the friend that I go in and get distracted with or the, the friend, friend that... The friend to go watch anime with. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the friend to go watch anime <laughs> with, the friend to go watch a movie with. Uh, I, I do feel people out. I do kind of figure out what what can I give to them and what can they like reflect on me and what and what should I not be giving to them because there's going to be times where energies don't match in some ways and you can't tell everyone your problems and you can't get help from everyone and Challenge like you said accepted. some people aren't in the aren't helping themselves so they're not going to be able yeah. to help you so just know kind of figure out test out of where which friends and which support systems are the ones who you can have these conversations with, which ones are the ones that you can just get distracted with, and, and really balance yourself so that you're doing the work for yourself before you're doing the work on other people. Yes. How do you suggest someone find a support group? Yeah. As far as like, yeah, for, like what are some of the first steps you think for someone to find a support group? Kind of tough for me to say because I just, it kind of just kind of landed in my lap. Mm -hmm. You guys can reach out to me. I can give you some of the sources I have that things I've done. So I always message, uh, reply to all my DMs. So if you know someone who's, who's done the work or is doing the work, reach out to them and see what they can offer you. Um, it's different for everyone. So take what you think is good for you, leave what doesn't work for you. So, I mean, I'm sure they can maybe reach out to you guys because oh, yeah. you guys have sources. So reach out to people that have done the work or have are doing the work or know people and sources that they can give you. And then you can decide what's best for you. As far as the animals on <laughs> kind of switching gears a little bit because <laughs> animals are fun. Back to um, dogs. <laughs> back to dogs. Start with the animals. You're welcome. <laughs> um, they just listen. <laughs> how do you find the dogs that go onto your bag? I used to help run a rescue, mm -hmm. so I'm very in the rescue world. I know a lot of rescues. I'm friends with them. Mm -hmm. So I ask them which dogs are being overlooked, have been in this 
in the rescue for a while that has been getting no interest and those are the ones i tend to put on the bags to help get them networked okay How, what made you decide on coffee because i love coffee <laughs> Sorry that we have tea. <laughs> I mean, I drink tea too, but I'm a crazy coffee lady. <laughs> no, you got to go with what you love. Yeah. So I was like, I love coffee. And now I'm going to give it to all you guys. <laughs> How did you go about starting that? Just like, th I guess the whole process. How did you start about doing it? Like you, you mentioned, you know, this is something that I wanted to do, but like, how did you do it? <laughs> um, well, I knew I wanted to do it because just being in rescue and seeing these dogs not get the help mm -hmm. they needed. And peep, um, sometimes they don't have the resources to get the dogs out. Like I used to go to shelters and there was dogs that would sit there for like two years mm -hmm. just because no one was networking them because so many dogs go into the system mm -hmm. and it's hard for the volunteers and like to take to put them out there sometimes. So I decided, OK, I need to do this. I found a coffee shop that roasts my beans for me. And I just like started asking people if they wanted to be in the box. And it just kind of like, I had no idea what the hell I was doing when I started. Yeah. But over time, I, I learned a lot. And it's a Learn good, as you go. good, good place now. <laughs> How long have you been doing it? It's been only like a little over a year now. Okay. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. What it's going well. Yeah. It's going well. I want it to get out there more and yeah. so I can help more women. What are your goals with it? Like what how how would you like to build upon it? I definitely want more subscribers mm -hmm. so I can help more women and more animals and also I'm going to reopen my group cuz I closed it cuz I have to take only a few people at a time so I make sure everyone's getting the help they need. It's mm -hmm. like energy and all this you stuff can't goes help in. everyone yeah i think that's also something <laughs> yeah you realize is that you can't help every single person yes and focus. my whole life i've tried and it drained me and i was empty and i was like i can't do it anymore <laughs> and i have to make sure we're a good fit for each other like for you to get what you need because some i might not be able to help someone the way someone else can so yeah. we all have to figure out if we're a match for each other but i'm gonna reopen that group as well because i want to get more into helping women one-on-one -on -one in our group because it's not just the box. It's also mindset, but it all has to do with each other. That's, that's really, really yeah. wonderful. Thank you. I, 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 lo I love that you decided to start doing something. I, I think that's, that's a big step that I think most people don't. Yeah, most people have an idea, but they just don't do yes. it. And that you want to do it and also give back, like to help others, to help dogs and you really are, it, that's your self-care as well. Yes. But it, it's it's surrounding, it's it's giving a, a bigger impact. And, yes. And you're being picky about who you help so that you do help them. Yes. You can't just help everyone yes. else, which I think is really important. Like, for me, everything's energy. Mm -hmm. And we're not always in this, because, I mean, I wasn't in the space once upon a time for someone to help me. Like, yeah. I wasn't hearing it. Once you're ready, like, it'll come and you'll start to get the help. But... It's all on, we're all on our own journey. It's all on our own time. Yeah. <laughs> Are you finding that talking to other people is helping you discover things about yourself that you never, like, that you hadn't thought beforehand? I mean, I'm very self-aware of myself, especially after doing this journey, just because I'm a very intuitive person. Everyone's a mirror to me, mm -hmm. so it's good to see it over and over again, because mm -hmm. the more you see it in yourself, the more you can work through it and clear it up. Have you been to therapy at all? I haven't, but I'm actually doing family therapy next Wednesday. Oh, for the first time. Ooh. For the first time. Are you wait, wait, with your family? Yes. Oh, gosh. I was going to ask, like, have you been to therapy with your family yes. about your childhood? Yes. So we're doing that next Wednesday, Ooh. and I'm really excited about it because I feel like it's a step we need to take. I think yes, that'll, to be, heal some that'll be a really good step. Yes. Something you've approached before? Like, have you talked to them about your childhood? and what, No. No. No, so this is the first time. Yes, because wow. I feel like I need someone there to mediate. Oh, definitely. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's, a that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Have you spoken to them as you've grown up? Or yes, has it we been a speak. Uh, we speak, but it's not like what I want it to be. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I've forgiven all the things. I just want us to have a better relationship mm -hmm. now because they're different. We're different. Like, so. 
it's a different situation. But that's something that I I know me and Cameron have talked about this a lot, but like that's something that I struggle a lot with with my father is my father's just a really hard guy to get along with. I've constantly tried to reach out and you know I've forgiven him and we talk and then things will be okay for a little bit and then things get bad and then I don't talk to him and that's just something that you know would be nice to have for sure is you know having that relationship you know I mean they're your parents they're your family and I think you know that's that's one thing and you mentioned this earlier it's kind of made you who you are like for me now my friends are my family and that's kind of become uh, a really important part of my life is my friends. Like, if you don't get along with my friends, then yeah. we're not going to hang out. It's fine. But bye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bye. You know, it's that's still a vital part that you know I, I always kind of have been envious of is being like, hey, I would I would love to kind of have family time too, hang out with my family. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 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 very lucky to be very close with my my parents, but I I think we would really benefit from family therapy. <laughs> have so. you spoken I know you you mentioned you haven't spoken to them about that but has that just has it just been a surface level kind of relationship for um the rest of that like uh, or have you ever tried to like just bridge that gap without talking about it like just bridge that gap before No because it wasn't in my comfort mm-hmm. so even they've have kind they of tried they've kind of like tried to have a relationship with me but I've just been so closed off because I'm still I was still holding on to things until I started my journey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, I've done all this work and now it's time to really like address what's been holding me back. I also know like we can't expect them to change. It's like, no, it, but I just want to see what might come from it. You, you know? want to work out together so that you can come to an understanding in a yeah. place where you can have a, a good, solid relationship. Yes. You don't have to change as a person. Yes. You just need to understand where the other person is yes. coming from yes. and, and reflect on mistakes and also on how you can improve. Was there ever a time when like, you cut your parents out of your life? Like, has they, Have they been in your life or just kind of floating or are they, were you kind of cut off for a while? No, they're they've been in my life, but it, again, it's just been like really surface. Mm-hmm. I don't tell them what's going on, what I'm doing. Like, it's not like a solid <laughs> relationship. Do you feel like they try to know, or is it? More they do, but again, I it hasn't been my comfort for like mm-hmm. ugh, my whole life. Yeah. So it's like I need I had to like work myself to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something that I I haven't talked to my dad in years. And then before that, he uh, got into a life-threatening car crash, and I talked to him for about a month, and then I hadn't talked to him for a few years before that. Uh. Yeah, it'd been, I don't know, I feel like it's probably been about 10 years or so since I've had, and I've had like maybe two months or so of, of contact with him. It's just like, yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer that, you know, because you also, uh, as you said, it's like, it's it's you weren't at that comfort level, mm-hmm. you know. I I would forgive him, and then things would go right back to the same, and it's just kind of, I don't know. For me, it's I, I've kind of just gotten to the point where I accept the fact that he, that we just don't get along, you know, which is a bummer. Family therapy would be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, there, was there ever someone else you leaned on as more of a father figure? Or I mean, me and my dad got along great uh, when I was growing up. It was right around when we ended up having to move in with my mother. They were divorced, but we ended up having to move in with my mother and my stepdad. Mm -hmm. And um, it was right around then when I noticed that things just really weren't working out. That sounds really hectic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you're living with your ex-wife with your son and yeah, and your stepfather. And yeah, it was it was hectic. And I think, I don't know, it kind of got to the point where I feel like it was once I started leaning more into like getting along with my stepdad and my mom that I think he he started to like back off and such like that how did the family therapy come up okay I'm gonna give a shout out to a workshop I've been doing that's really like been the one of the biggest factors to my life changing Mm -hmm. uh it's called momentum education they help you see your blocks and they really support you and push you to get to where you want to be through the support. It was something I said I wanted to do. I put it down and they've really supported me and were like, I avoided it for a while. Mm-hmm. But they were like, you know, you put it down for a reason. You want this. And they kept pushing me. And so I was like, OK, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And I finally talked to my mom and was like, I want to do this. And she was like, let's do it. And yeah, she was that receptive to it. She was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I feel like 
we've all known there's been like a strain that we all kind of want to fix, but it's like we kind of didn't know how I would say because it's not a comfort. Mm. And also I wasn't open to it until recently. Yeah. What, what do you think made you open to it now? Is it the, the workshop? Just the healing I've been doing mm-hmm. on myself. Yeah. And I n- probably would never have dreamed of like this <laughs> happening. Yeah. yeah, I was like, bye, I don't care. I'm not talking to you. And now I'm like, no, I do. You know, I do want to move forward. Really, you yeah. Need to yeah. Understand the pain of your past. Yeah. So, so who will all be in that? <laughs> it's going to be me and my parents. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And was your father as receptive to it? My mom talked to him about it, but yes, I, he's been trying to have a relationship for a while. I've just been like, again, not. <laughs> oh. Well, it's good that they're willing to, to go to therapy. I yeah. know that that's not the easiest thing to get family members, let alone loved ones, into therapy with you can be difficult. Yeah. Going to therapy yourself sometimes can be difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's getting yourself there. Yeah, get yourself there bed. first and then getting the other people there. Oh, yeah. gosh. It's coming up in a week, huh? Yes. Weekish. Wow. Yes. Wow. A few days. What are your, some of your feelings like going into it? I'm a little nervous about it, but also excited mm. because I'm like, this is going to be a good turning point. <laughs> you can face the demons and yeah. you know that, that it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really wonderful. And I feel like that's probably the exact emotions that I, w- I would probably be feeling is like, yes, no, yes. <laughs> also, no. But also, yes. I imagine it's like an hour long session or something. Like yes. That. Yeah. Okay. Do you already have some things that you like? Like, have have you prepared Been for it at all? Down questions. Yeah, I was going to say, like, have you prepared <laughs> for it at all? Or is it kind of, are you just going to go in and like feel the energy of the room? Or are you just going to, do you have a notebook of of (laughs) questions like, ah, yes, question number one. No, I haven't prepared (laughs) for it. And I know the lady said the first session, we will kind of figure out what you guys want out of this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to fill out what her questions are, how she feels about it and see what she says. And then my whole thing is I just want a better relationship, whatever that looks like. Because right now it's like (laughs) not even happening. Well, yeah, it's good that you have a goal. You like the therapist that you're working with? Have you kind of felt her out a little bit? Um, she came to me as a recommendation from someone I know and okay. so trusting. So I haven't met her yet in person, but I talked to her on the phone. And okay. Yes. So, so yeah, far, so that's very important. Yes. Is to jive with your therapist, yeah, yes. especially yeah. if it's family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it has to jive with all of you, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't have that one person be like, I hate them. I oh, hate gosh. the therapist. Yeah. I don't know if it's an accent one. I know people who've gone into therapy and the one person loves the therapist and the other person doesn't. And it's like, you got to find a way to at yes. least, like, yeah, this person can reset both of us and not feel like it's choosing yeah. one side or the other. And yeah. I'm sure, like, if this one doesn't work out, there's other ones. Oh, yeah. yeah so. But it's good that you have a recommendation. Yeah. You've talked to them on the phone. You yeah. kind of know, like, okay, this is someone who I could work with. Yes. So as we approach the end here, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of, uh, there, there was a lot of things that you can plug. So I wanted to let you kind of recap on some of those things for the support groups and your company and such like that and where people can find it and where they can find you. You can, my Instagram is One Heart Coffee. I reply to all my DMs, to all my messages. I really want. That's admirable. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, I really want everyone <laughs> to know great. that they have a support and there's a place where people do care and it goes on and people just don't feel comfortable necessarily talking about it. So even though sometimes it's not my comfort, I still post and talk about it because that's how it becomes your comfort over time. And I want to be a voice for not only animals, but also the women and humans in general yeah. to that to know that you know there's support for you and there's people out there who do care and you're not alone alone. you're not alone yeah because i felt alone like i felt like there was something wrong with me i was broken (laughs) i was like we're all all broken yeah we we, we live in a world where you're gonna break a little bit like it's not like we're walking on clouds all day yeah (laughs) i just like those uh one one of my favorite things though is the the japanese way of when they uh, when things break they put them back together with gold, and so the cracks become like <laughs> aesthetic designs, and it's just like that's so sweet. There's a name for it that I'm blanking Ooh, on, I but like I find that, that beautiful. Well, I know, I really like that, that cool. too. You know, Your I've, scars I've, are beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's they the exact, are. They make you who you are. Yep. That's and the exact even, point of yeah. it. Yeah, they make it's you the who layers. you are, even though in the moment it doesn't 
Well, it's the tough points yeah. where you start to change and really yes. reflect and, and grow as a person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Your scars are beautiful. At One uh, One Heart Coffee? Yes. Okay. And you can find our website at oneheartcoffee.net. But I'm very active on Instagram. Wonderful. So. Wonderful. Yeah. And then you you plugged a, uh, your support group. Uh, Wait, well, what, what is that? that? Yeah. Yes. It's called Take Back Your Power. And it's going to be reopening soon. So it's... I, we do like mindset work in there. I ask questions and things. Once you start talking about things, you start to release them. Yeah. And then I go in there and if I see like blocks and stuff, I will p- mention it and ask questions of how we can work through it. <laughs> it's different for everyone. Uh, and then you have the woman in the group who can support you. And so you know you're not alone. There's women and people out there going through similar things and we can work through it together. So I just, it's a safe space and good vibes and good energy only. That's <laughs> great. I did launch my one-on-one mindset coaching where we work together on a deeper level to really get there quicker. And I think mindset coaching is wonderful. It can really yes. show you and you there's ha- someone else. You have to be ready. Like we're not going, in, like we're going in there to really work through these blocks because you need to start living your dreams and your life and you deserve it and you're worthy. I know a lot of my stuff, I didn't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. So I would sabotage myself every time something good came to me. Or I would like, good people would come into my life and I would push them away because I didn't feel worthy of it. Mm-hmm. But you're worthy and let's work through these because you deserve yeah, you Once deserve you start them. feeling worthy, like it doesn't matter yeah. whether you think you are or not or whether the life is perfect for you. Yes. That things start happening when you yes. feel worthy because you feel like you can accept things. Yes. Like a year ago, my life was so different. Nothing but like a mess. I kept manifesting bad things. And now that I've worked through it, like I've gotten things I couldn't even imagine a year ago. So. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah, That's great. <laughs> One more question before we kind of wrap things up. And if you have another question, might as well. I want to know what you would say to your childhood self and where you are now and kind of what, what you would kind of say to help them get through where they are. I would say you're going through this for a reason and everything's going to be okay. I want to end it with uh, a couple uh, with our sponsor real quick, yeah. T Spectral. You can go to tspectral.com slash mental and you can get 10% off your tea. Today we are drinking Daydreamer. And yet again, we have killed the tea <laughs> <laughs> through all of it. Yeah. It was great. And then you can find me at, at EPSEC, E-P-S-E-C-H on Instagram. You can find me at Camouflage, C-A-M-A-R-A-F-L-A-G-E on Instagram. You can find mentality at men, uh, mentality talk <laughs> gmail mentality talk yep. at gmail.com and we're going to be launching our website soon yes That'll come we out will soon. be and, and thank then, you to our sponsor osea the yes. wonderful skincare company and then also uh we have a newsletter now right yes we do we have our newsletter so thank you can <laughs> sign up and everything and i will put links into our instagram and our, our website yep yeah. yep all right, and thank you so much again for joining us. This is thank a you lot of fun. Thank, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, time to go pet some dogs. <laughs> yes. yes. All the dogs. <laughs> Every dog. Mm-hmm.